Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you guys are here with me today because we have a very special guest with us. Today we have with us Dr. Karen Kan. She is a medical MD and she's a doctor of light medicine. And she also is the author of the new book, Sensitivity is Your Superpower. And I have read this book and I can tell you that it is an amazing book, especially if you are sensitive or you consider yourself to be an empath. So I cannot wait to talk to her today and find out how she is helping people to heal using light medicine. So thank you so much for being here today with us, Karen. Oh, thanks, Melissa, for the invite. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited that you're here because we have several things in common. We both do energy healing and we both are fans of the LifeWave patches. I know I've been using those and I've talked about them on my show before, but those also use light energy to help with healing and um, they're amazing. I just love them so much and I can't say enough good things about them. So I was so excited when uh, I found out that you wanted to be on my show and I'm so excited to have you here today. Yay, yay, that's great. Yes, I am a big fan of the LifeWave patches and been teaching and training related to those patches for about 16, 17 years. So it's, <laughs> and it's still my number one go-to. That's awesome. Yeah, I know I've seen several of your YouTube videos and they're super helpful. But I wanna to talk to you today about your journey. You know, how did you go from becoming a medical doctor who practiced traditional scientific medicine to then practicing light medicine? Well, I, as a medical student, really loved the whole coaching, counseling, and um, I mean, I got into medical school like so many others to help people. What I didn't understand was that I was highly sensitive, just like my mother, and that I would absorb the energies and um, the emotions of other people. So I didn't seem to be as physically resilient as my colleagues and as medical school and then, you know, residency and then work and working underserved areas, um, sometimes working 17 days in a row without, you know, a lot of sleep. <laughs> ah, that stress kind of broke my body down. And like I said, I physically wasn't as strong and resilient at that time as some of my other colleagues, because I was just so much absorbing as an empathic or empath, all these energies from people. So it just wore me down. So I had to get sick and getting sick is one of the most wonderful things that can happen to someone as it helps us, let's just say, perceive the world a different way. I actually was so sick that I wanted to kill myself because I was very depressed. Uh, I had uh, autoimmune um, fibromyalgia, kind of fatigue syndrome, multiple allergies. I became sensitive to almost a whole bunch of foods, electromagnetic radiation, and life was just miserable. And I was in a not so happy relationship at the time. And uh, luckily, uh, the way spirit works is that it was the beautiful pathway for me to really um, connect or reconnect with my spirit, with my soul because that was the only way I was going to get better. Um, I, I was just, you know, super smart, but you know, that didn't help me <laughs> at the time. knowing all this medical information. Of course I was an investigator as well. So I was like, wow, these are the medications I give my patients. These suck. <laughs> you know, like I literally was like, I can't believe I prescribed these, 
you know, but this is what we saw in our journal. You prescribe Elevil or whatever, and then this dose. And I would just, you know, I was thinking my patients were just kind of complaining about the side effects. But when I tried them, I was like, oh my gosh, this feels horrible. How can anybody even function? So that really woke me up to like, wait a second. Um, yes, I'm popular. Yes, people like me because I'm very kind and compassionate and love talking to them. And no, I don't make as much money as my colleagues because I, I spend, you know, half an hour, an hour with the patient, not five minutes. Uh, but uh, there was so much I didn't know. And thankfully, through my own journey of not giving up, not killing myself, obviously, um, and, and, you know, deciding, committing that I was going to do whatever it took to get better. I didn't know what that was at the time. Uh, led me to this amazing exploration of things that are, you know, sometimes considered alternative in Western medicine. So that that is like nutrition. I know that shouldn't even be alternative, right? <laughs> Nutritional therapies, um, you know, uh, supplements, um, energy healing, Reiki, you know, all those kinds of things. And it was a brand new world to me. And I just kept learning and learning and all these people get got attracted uh, to me or the other way around, I got attracted to them because of what they taught, who they were. And having science mind was really helpful because I would help, it would help me discern uh, these avenues and go, well, how's it really working? Like same thing with the LifeWay patches. I was so skeptical uh, when this uh, medical, uh, actually it was a chiropractor, handed a set to me and said, I think you could use these. I overheard you talk to the teacher at this conference about, you know, being, having fibromyalgia. And I don't know how these work, but I think you would, cause you're an acupuncturist. And I was very skeptical and I was like, does that have drugs? And he's like, no, it works with light. And I'm like, how does that work? You know? So I just kept, you know, figuring it out. And then they came out with all these studies and then I was hooked. I was like, wow, I'm getting great results. And there's scientific data. This is like 16, 17 years ago. So everyone they made, I kept using it. It was better and better. So it was you know, one of the major cornerstones of me getting physically better so much faster is my openness to, you know, learning about, you know, light-based uh, therapies, uh, LifeWay patches, fantastic. Uh, the symptoms were so much better with that. Uh, and, and then, you know, learning about my soul, my sensitivity, um, honoring my psychic gifts, if you will, my empathic gifts, and realizing that, wow, I, I can't do what everybody else does because, I'm that sensitive. So I have to learn how to have healthier boundaries, energetic and, you know, relational boundaries and how to clear the frequencies or energies that don't belong to me or that I don't have to take care of. Cause I was literally like, felt like I was taking care of the world. Like the world's burdens were on my shoulders and hence I got so sick. So all those things helped me realize, wow, beyond Western medicine, there's so much more to healing. And, and I continue every day to learn more about the healing process. And it's my passion. I love helping highly sensitive conscious souls do the same. I love that you're doing this work because I think it's so important. And um, what I love too about your book is in the beginning, you talk about how to know whether or not you're highly sensitive, because I think there are a lot of people out there who are, and they don't realize it and they're getting diagnosed with other things. And I know you mentioned specifically like ADHD and like autism and things like that. A lot of people who get diagnosed with that, really they're being medicated when right. they just need to be taught how to use other healing modalities to keep the symptoms in check. 
Mm-hmm. Well, as you know, we live in a world which has changed a lot in the last 30, 40 years. You know, we didn't have genetically modified foods until the last decade or so. Uh, you know, all the electromagnetic radiation that we're under, we didn't have Wi-Fi not that long ago, right? And so now our kids are being exposed to that, not only at home, but at, in the schools. We didn't have, I, me growing up, I mean, you couldn't even, I mean, we didn't even have a computer in grade 11. We had to use punch cards. I'm that old, okay? <laughs> there was no such thing as a computer like in, in, our, in our school. So now every kid, has an iPad, an iPhone, a laptop, and multiple devices, earbuds, right? So they're they're being irradiated every day. We have genetically modified foods. We have the pesticides, herbicides. We get with hundreds of chemicals being released into our environment with absolutely zero safety studies because it's not required in the United States to have safety studies. It's only when there's a problem maybe they'll pull it off the market, right? But that's just people don't understand how that works. So we're constantly burdened by newer things, and so we're seeing people that are, you know, young people who you would think, well, they're young, they can heal quickly. Yes and no. We are seeing a lot more young people with chronic illness, like diabetes, things that I, yeah, I'm not talking about, you know, type one. I'm talking about type two, whereas like usually you see in the 30s, 40s, 50s, now we're seeing in the children and teenagers because of the poor diet and the toxic, you know, whether it be sugar or toxins in our food and all these other stresses. So it, it, it makes me sad to know that our kids are going through that. Uh, but at the same time, if, if we can recognize, hey, our environment has a huge impact on our health, we can really change it around almost overnight. So that's the exciting part. I've had children who, um, you know, had were labeled ADHD. Um, the mother uh, and father were not uh, keen on the whole medication thing, hence they came to me when I was an acupuncturist. And so we did acupuncture, but at the same time, we revamped their diet, <laughs> you know, revamped their diet, supplemented when necessary, used patches, you know, when it was, you know, necessary. And uh, what was amazing was, you know, this one kid in particular, um, he was failing. And uh, it wasn't that long where we just did all those changes. And basically, I told him, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just that your body does not belong in a school seat in front of a computer and multiple devices. You need to be outside. Just promise me when you grow up, do not do an office job. <laughs> he goes, don't worry, I won't. So the guy climbs trees for a living, okay, it's perfect. So yeah, so he changed his diet. We added you know, fish oil, probiotics, I mean, all that kind of patches. And uh, he did great. He ended up being a straight A student, graduated with honors, you know, um, and even though he chose to climb trees, he didn't necessarily go to like Harvard, but that was who he was. He was an outdoorsy guy and he's happy and, and, you know, earns actually pretty decent money climbing trees and (laughs) chopping things down. So it's perfect. So that's what we want for our kids, right? For them to be healthy and happy to be who they really are and not be burdened by all these things and then medicated because they're not normal. Yeah, exactly. And I've definitely seen that. Um, my own children, they suffer from depression, you know, being in high school and that. And there were like some family genetic things going on too. But um, I know the doctors immediately, they just want to prescribe an antidepressant. <laughs> and it was hard because they didn't really work for them. You know, they they would like you said the side effects were worse than what they were feeling so that was a difficult struggle for us and so we kind of had to look at some alternative things for them too so 
I get that. Right. And, and, and what's crazy too is, you know, they talk about off-label use of medications. Um, and honestly, a lot of these antidepressant and anxiety medications that we prescribe to adults, when they prescribe them for children and teens, it's actually an off-label use, meaning that they actually didn't do any decent studies or safety studies on uh, children and teens. And uh, the way it works with, at least in America, is that the um, pharmaceutical company needs to show only two positive studies. And they could have, for example, for antidepressants, they've had, like, say there's, you know, a, a plethora of studies that say they don't work, but they have two that say they do. It doesn't matter how many that say they don't work. As long as you have two that say they do work, that's what they submit and that's okay. And that's how we approve them. Now it costs a lot of money to get this approval, right? So the average person or even the, per, even the person that prescribing some sort of supplement, well, supplement can't be patented. You know, like it's part of, you know, natural therapies, you can't patent it. So the pharmaceuticals are allowed to patent it because they tweak something, you know, and then they can patent it um, and make money because it's patent, patented. And, um, you know, the way that we're treating our children with medications as if they're little adults, well, they're not. Yeah. And the, yeah, and the studies show that it's minimally helpful, <laughs> some of these prescriptions, but yet, you know, we drink the Kool-Aid and then the, you know, medical doctors just prescribe it like, like, like it's candy, unfortunately. Yeah. I saw, you know, I saw that a lot, <clears throat> excuse me, when um, going through treatment with my mom and we were going through her cancer treatment mm. and a lot of the the ways that they were treating and I would say well can we do this can we try like can we give her vitamins can we do this and they're like well we don't do that well we don't do that yeah <laughs> why why don't you do that right right but yeah it was very eye-opening and not in a good way for sure to see that um but I love that in your book you talk to people about people who are highly sensitive, you give them tools to use to help them be able to, um, why well, I always like to call it a shield yourself because you take on so many different energies and it just drains you, but you talk about ways to do that. And one of the methods is to stop and to breathe and to feel how we're feeling in our bodies. And then you also talk about, um, being able to tap more into your intuition when you need to make decisions and to really be tapped in. And so I love that. So I would love if you could talk to us a little bit about how you help people with that. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to present this a little differently than what I've done previously. Um, uh, I think classically, classically, well, it depends on who you talk to, whether they know what I'm talking about, but uh, yeah. we, we think about, you know, other people's energies as something we need to clear right? Like, uh, it's not mine. I need to clear it from my auric field. You know, this, this field of energy around us that makes up who we are and it informs other parts of our energy body, what's going on. It's kind of like an interface between so-called out there and in here. And, uh, so we think about clearing and, and there was a whole chapter on that. We call it SOS clearing with multiple six or seven different methods of how we can clear energy fields so we can feel better, brighter, sleep better, have more energy and vitality. That being said, um, there is another side of the coin. It's being. So we got being and clearing. Now the clearing is for a lot of people in the Reiki healing space. They get it, right? Clear negative energy, clear stuff that isn't mine, get a nice squeaky clean or field. Now the being part is something that I didn't really understand until fairly recently. 
And what that is, is one of my intuition teachers, actually, Laura Day, um, author of uh, The Circle, used to say, well, she probably still says it right now. She says, uh, oh, you don't need protection. <laughs> and we're like, what? <laughs> she says, no, just be full of yourself. And I'm like, how do we do that? I don't really get it. <laughs> so what she meant was be fully you, like every part is you. And, and it didn't really quite like my medical analytical brain was like, I, I, well, how do I, how do I be full of myself? Cause obviously she wasn't talking about being, having a big ego, right? right, right. <laughs> so how do I be full of myself? How do I be full of myself? So I, I didn't really get this until a number of years ago. It wasn't that long ago where I was, um, I like searching different books and things like that. And I, I like anything that says fast healing. I'm like, Ooh, let me look at that. <laughs> you know? Cause I like fast. I like speed, I like efficiency. I think that's the doctor part of me. We were, you know, the quick fix generation. And um, so I read Dr. Frank Kinslow's book, the secret of instant healing. Well, the word instant got me to read the book and it was also very thin. <laughs> so I'm reading the book. I do the procedure, the quantum entrainment procedure. And I'm like, okay, well, this is pretty easy. Wow. I can actually do this. I can actually do this when I'm doing something else, or I can even feel it without touching, you know, the different parts of my body. That's really cool. And uh, he explained it in a way that I could finally get it. And, and that was, he didn't say be full of yourself, but what he was saying is when you are in this space, um, you are completely uh, in the, he calls it the stillness, but the, the present uh, and what I gathered was like, oh, all the energy circuits are here in the now, and I can manifest a different future because of that. And what I've figured out over the years since then is when I'm full of feeling me, and that's the exercise uh, chapter four in the book. Like I tell people, if you don't read anything else, just read chapter four <laughs> in the book, stillness through observing internal movement, my, my favorite thing to teach. And if you actually just feel the vibes or movement in your body, you pay your, you tell your mind to, to do something. When you tell your mind to focus on something, it's less likely to go, wah, 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 so-and-so was bad to me today. What are we having for dinner? You know, those kinds of things. Cause you're like, okay, focus. Where's the energy in the body? Where's it moving? Where's the vibration? Oh, I feel mostly in my head. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, oh yeah, I feel a little bit on my left knee. Not so much my right knee. That's really interesting. You know, so you actually give it something to do. And in that space, we actually enter uh, this, uh, I call it the zero point field or your inner source creator. And what's really neat about this space is that you are full of yourself. <laughs> you are just you, you are just being. So when you're just being, you're literally resonating at your core frequency. Some people call it the golden thread or the guru energy of yourself, but you're resonating at who you really are in that core frequency. And not only can you, clear negative energy automatically from the inside out instead of clearing out here, right? Clearing from the inside out because you're full of yourself. And you just push everything that is not you out. You also have space for guidance to come in. And a lot of people are like, oh, I want my guides to talk to me. I want to have, you know, and they're thinking, you know, an eight foot angel is going to stand in front of them that they can see and just talk to them in English, right? Yeah. Which some people have that, lucky them. I'm not one of them. <laughs> But in the space where we are just in our bodies and we are in our full being, that gap where the mind is not, you know, the gap and we're just being is where the ideas and the inspiration drops in. So that's where your source team is like, oh my gosh, I finally let's see. <laughs> oh, 
okay, we have some space here, guys, you know, and, and an image will drop in or a word will drop in or a feeling. Sometimes it is so subtle. Well, most of the time it's so subtle. It takes a little bit of just practice to go, oh, that's it. That's it. And you, when you take action, you're like, oh, that was, that was the hint, you know, and you, sometimes you just take action. You don't even know, oh my gosh, this is guidance. Thank you so much. And then you take action. No, you just, you go into stillness and you just want to do something. You don't know why you want to do it. You just do it. And that's really the ideal where the guidance is just so automatic. And then you get the positive reinforcement because synchronicities happen when you drop in. And that's, what's really, really exciting. So we, we share all of these concepts and, and I just wanted to kind of see it from a different perspective, clearing out here and clearing from within being full of yourself. So highly recommend <laughs> definitely clearing, you know, from, from, from that stillness point of view. Yeah. I mean, uh, we talk about that all the time on this podcast that, you know, people, that's the number one thing when people come to me to get a reading or, you know, just to work with me, they'll say, well, I can't, I don't get any guidance. Right. I'll say, well, you are <laughs> you're just not hearing it or you're not tuned in or tapped in enough to, to get it. But it's like you said, what you described, you're not going within enough and being present with yourself. And I love that being full of yourself. I love being that. Part yourself. <laughs> and that's really what it is because it's, you know, we're so busy that everything is like white noise. And so we have to mm -hmm. get rid of that white noise before we can actually start to hear and truly hear and connect. So I, that's absolutely, I agree with mm -hmm. you. Well, and, and, you know, Melissa, I think a lot of people have a, a misconception that it's hard, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, it's different. It's true. It's different from what we were trained or not trained, you know, growing up. It's not something that is applauded. It is not rewarded necessarily by society. Society rewards being busy, being a doer and having accolades or awards from your doing. And I was very good at that, you know, top 10 medical school, you know, this prize, that prize, this award, gold medal, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's not to say that I don't enjoy those things, uh, but now that's not the be all and end all of my existence. Right. It's not something that is just to prove that I'm okay. <laughs> you know, they come as an offshoot of having fun and, and right. doing what I love to do. So, so people, you know, they, oh, it's meditation. It's hard. I can't do it. You know, those are just beliefs that they, they can choose to continue if they want, but I would say, well, give it a go because if I can teach a three-year-old or a five-year-old, you know, some weather magic or to do stillness through observing tunnel movement in a matter of minutes, I don't see why you as a 36 year old or a 56 year old adult can't do it. Okay. Cause that if a three-year-old can do it, I don't see why you can't do it either. So it's just a matter of wanting it bad enough to, to re-perceive our reality in a different way and to be open that it doesn't have to be hard, that it doesn't have to take 60 minutes of your time. You know, I know some spiritual teachers do teach that you have to do it between three and 5 a.m. in the morning, or you have to do at least 40 minutes a day to get any benefit or whatever the have tos are. In my personal experience, that is not true. Um, now, if you want to do it, because some people are naturally really, you know, good at that. They're like, oh, I'll sit three hours, five hours, no problem, right? That's their personality. Well, go to it. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, but for those of us that are not, <laughs> there's another option. Yeah. And I'm the same way too. I, I don't believe that there are rules to everything that you have to do. And I'm one of those people too, that I can sit, but only for, 
so long and then I need to be doing other things. So I appreciated that you said that in the book too, because I did read that part and I thought that was great. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, people think, oh, well, you can't really learn a language once you get to a certain age. And they think, well, when you're younger, it's easier. Well, it is easier when you're younger, but it's not impossible when you get older. It takes practice, just like, you know, you're talking about now doing the, the practices of going within and sitting in stillness and trying to get the guidance. It just takes practice in doing that. And I think a lot of people, if they try something once and it doesn't work for them, they just want to quit and give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I was, you know, kind of the poster child of that <laughs> a while back. In fact, I remember starting figure skating when I moved to Lake Placid from Canada and being one of the few people who didn't skate, you know, coming from Canada, because we're all about hockey and figure skating in Canada. Uh, it was a little embarrassing, but my then husband, who was a hockey player, said, look, you know what? I mean, everything you want to do extracurricular is all about medicine, medicine, medicine. Why don't you just change it up for a while? Why don't you do something different? Why don't you learn to skate? And I thought, well, that's a good idea. So I was up on, you know, on the ice with brand new skates, you know, how to size them or time or anything like that with my friend and uh, we both were really bad, like really bad. Like everybody else could skate like in the class, all these adults older than me, some of them twice my age. And I was so embarrassed. I thought, oh, this is terrible. And I, after two weeks of struggling, I thought, you know, I, this is too embarrassing. I, I just, just quit. And my then husband said, and I really, I'm so grateful for him. He said, look, from my point of view, just because you're a medical doctor, you think you have to be good at everything. Well, you don't. So if I were you, I mean, you paid for the 20 weeks, might as well just finish it out. And if you hate it, then, then stop. And I thought, you know, it's got a point. I really did feel like I had to be good at everything. So I sucked in my pride (laughs) and uh, ended up with a new coach and loved them and realized that I just needed to learn how to do it from somebody that resonates with me. And then the rest is history. I mean, it's been gosh, what, 22, 23, however many years now with multiple gold, silver, bronze medals under my belt and three disciplines of figure skating. And I keep getting better. Like, you know, in mid fifties, I keep getting better. So a lot of it was that belief and, and the feeling that we can't. So it's really important for people to realize, look, if you want it enough, it, you can absolutely have it. But number one is commitment. Number two is consistency. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I had a similar experience to you, except it wasn't older people skating circles around me. It was like five-year-olds skating circles around me because I had never ice skated before. And I get out there, I was like, oh my gosh. And same thing, I wanted to quit. I'm like, oh no, this <laughs> little five-year-olds are doing pirouettes out here. And I'm just like holding on to the railing. Oh yeah. But I love it now. Like I kept going. That's and, great. You, know, you get better. So same thing. I think you're absolutely correct in saying that we often limit what we can do because of our own beliefs about what we think we can do. And we have to get to the point where we can get rid of those beliefs or say, maybe this is just a story I'm telling myself and this isn't really the way it has to be. So I love that story. (laughs) Yeah, and the really neat thing was uh, there were little kids and uh, for my, the, the next coaches that I found who I really resonated with and they're dear friends. And um, at the time I wore a helmet, knee pads, butt pads, every pad I could buy I had on. And uh, so I thought the kids were going to make fun of me. And, you know, we were learning the same thing and yeah, they would learn faster. Uh, but the really cool thing is when they saw me get better and could do things, they were the ones to congratulate me. 
to clap and go, way to go, keep it up. You know, I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. You <laughs> old seven-year-old telling me way to go. Anyway. <laughs> So I know that you offer a lot of classes and courses online. Um, and so I would just love for you to tell us a little bit about that. Okay, great. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, the, the book, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, came out of my desire to share the information to a wider audience because I realized not everyone can come to a five-day in-person live training camp with me, <laughs> especially with the pandemic and, you know, flying and restrictions and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, but in the, the Lightwear training camp, which we did online last year, it was a big hit. It was really, really great. Um, we learned all sorts of things that are in the book, including, um, you know, how to do remote healing for other people. Obviously, when you have permission in a very, very simple way, using a proxy, in this case, a, a doll or, you know, a stuffed animal uh, very safely. So we give them step-by-steps on that. How to do transformational telepathy to enhance relationships and release the conflictual, you know, fighting kind of energies. Um, how to do weather magic, one of my favorite things to do, because we've, as a group, have been known to move a whole bunch of different hurricanes, get rain over a fire. I mean, all sorts of stories. It's amazing. Uh, a little bit of telekinesis. So kind of a, a way in which to um, convert what people have considered their liability, which is their sensitivity, into a step-by-step -step of how to turn that around, how to harness it, you know, to be able to use it as a superpower in all these different ways. So that's one program, and that generally is the live or whether it be Zoom or in-person um, five-day training camp, the Light Warrior training camp. And then uh, some of the other programs I have, uh, the big one that is the healing modality it's called the Topican Healing Method. And there we actually share with people a more deeper and sophisticated way of helping themselves or their family members. Some of the things that we teach in the, the actual book, like the divine muscle testing, the stillness through observing internal movement are kind of prerequisites or the first part of the training program. And then we give people kind of worksheets on how to do muscle testing for, you know, clearing themselves, checking all their seven boundaries or sovereignty, doing a house clearing of negative energies, uh, how to check their physical wellness. And that's where I put my doctor hat on, right? <laughs> so I have this big worksheet that people can check how happy their liver, kidneys, adrenals, you know, prostate gland, whatever it is, how happy that is. And then we share with them uh, in that particular program, we have uh, three uh, guide sheets where they can muscle test the quote unquote answers to what it is preventing them on a deep energetic or non-physical level, uh, what's causing or contributing to any particular symptom or symptom, symptom group. Um, and so that is uh, one of our big programs. And so people could do what I do basically, which is my passion is teaching people to be empowered, to heal themselves. So they don't have to rely on me because there's only one of me. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have these other programs uh, that are kind of the watch, learn, heal methodology, where we actually do energy healing uh, through the video medium. And so when people watch the program and learn about it, for example, we have one on autoimmunity called the autoimmune healing secrets. So as they learn it, they get to learn how I do the assessment. And if they want to, and want to do muscle testing, um, you know, they, they can certainly do the same testing that I do. And then we do the healing and the clearing and the readjusting, you know, of the blueprints and things like that. So as they're watching it, they actually get the healing. Um, so we also have uh, a particular one called the Light Warrior Bootcamp, which is one of our uh, top 
favorites. And that is really being able to release and heal negative vibrations and energies and entities from ourselves, uh, from our loved ones, from our space, from our sleep realms and from our electronics. Well, sometimes they tend to be a little uh, curiously, uh, you know, interfering there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to do it with love, you know, and, and not fear. Uh, there's no, you know, binding, punishing, none of that energy is there. It really, these days, it's really all about love. And we have so much help from the other realms, you know, the angelic realms and, and, uh, you know, beautiful, you know, positive avatars that really help us. Um, and then we have other, you know, uh, different programs based on what people are going through. You know, um, some people wanted to know, well, how do we address things energetically in a positive way? Uh, related to the, the pandemic. So I created divine design training related to that. So people can step-by-step step figure out how and learn how to shift their vibration and resonance. So they are more energetically able to detoxify as well as um, be able to assess all their you know three types of immune systems and uh, be able to know if they're susceptible and be able to correct it immediately. So lot, lots of different things and it's super fun. So we have all sorts of fun and, and I'm constantly creating. So there's <laughs> always something new uh, coming up. And then we have actually uh, some energy infused jewelry as well, um, where uh, some of the, the, um, the frequencies that we use, the Topican healing frequencies are already embedded in here. So all people need to do is use it like a magic wand and tell it what to do. So it could be, you know, um, clear my child's school of all negative energies. Thank you. You know, uh, it could be that simple. Um, or it could be, you know, charge, charge this water with, um, the frequencies of love. Thank you. You know, and, and it takes, it takes about nine seconds and then it's good to go. Wow. That's awesome. Well, I love the jewelry. It's beautiful. I, those listening at home, unfortunately can't see it, but those uh, on my Patreon page, you guys get to see the, the jewelry because I do upload the videos there. So, uh, it's beautiful. And I love that you can just take that with you and set whatever intention you want, and then that will be the case. So that's awesome. Well, if there are people out there listening who want to read your book, which I highly recommend, because as I said, when I started it, I was just devouring through the chapters. So uh, <laughs> if they want to buy your book, or maybe they want to take one of your courses, or maybe they just want to follow you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, yeah, thank you so much for asking. Well, I actually, uh, when I did the book launch, um, we got, um, you know, some of my besties together to gift people um, some meditations, MP3s, some classes, and I decided just to keep that up. So that's worth a, over $1,000 of bonus gifts. So anyone that buys the Sensitivities or Superpower book, either on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or even on my website, KarenKen.com, um, so right at the top, you know, banner, um, there is a spot where you can click in and then just let us know, you know, where you bought it or your order number, uh, or you can buy the ebook from me directly, of course, and we'll have a record of that. And then you'll get right to that bonus page where you can download all these amazing bonuses. Um, so that's, you know, I definitely want people to know about that. And there's actually a lot of freebies as well. And, and it's on the, in the back of the book, there is next steps. So there we give you like the different links to all the different programs and the different freebies we have. And just being on the mailing list, whether it be through, you know, buying the book or getting any of the freebies on the karencan.com website is a way in which we can keep in touch because we are creating uh, new things, including a new community that's coming up um, called the Light Warrior Circle on the Circle app, actually. And um, that's going to be super fun. 
um yeah we you know we're there on Facebook and Instagram and all the all that good stuff uh, so far so good <laughs> haven't been permanently banned yet <laughs> uh, any of those platforms um and uh yeah so the probably karencan.com is the easiest website to get to um kind of a one-stop place and if you want to check out the jewelry we have a link through the the products you know at the top and you can check that out too Awesome. And I will have the link to your website in the show notes so people can just go there and click directly on the link. That way you don't have to try to type anything in. It's easy. One click and you're there. Thank now, you. You're welcome. And I always like to end the show with something a little bit fun, which is asking our guests to leave our listeners with a little piece of wisdom that they can take with them for the day. Mm-hmm. Well, my number one uh, really is uh, being comes before doing. So there's a paradigm that it's a big shift because in our, you know, the way we were growing up, it's we are doing, doing, doing in order to have something, whether it be money, fame, whatever, a relationship, so we can be happy. You know, so we can be joyful, be abundant, whatever. But it's actually kind of reversed. In order to enjoy life, get what we want, and even you know, manifest a brand new reality, co-creating what we want together, peace, harmony, joy, we actually have to be that first. And the number one step is to be yourself. And the way I do it is just feel the energy in my body. It's that simple. That's chapter four in the book. So being yourself, being meaning all your energy in the present moment. How do you know that? You're just feeling energy in the body. That's it. That's the only thing. So when you be, then you actually are guided to whatever action step is in alignment with your being. So that is the, you know, doing, if you will. And then the having, you know, occurs naturally as an outshoot or an outcropping of that. So we have it backwards in our society. We have to be first. We be happy first, we be joyful, be peaceful. And then we do what's in alignment with that. And then we have whatever that exterior 3D thing that we want uh, is, and, and we're not forcing it, it just happens. And that's what's really fun, really, really fun. I love that. And that is, you're so spot on. We have to make the choice to think differently and to choose to feel better about our lives and about our circumstances. And then when we feel that way, things do start to show up. So I definitely have seen that in my own life. So thank you so much for that wonderful advice. Well, thanks for asking. Uh, I'm great. I'm, I'm you know, really, really happy that you're resonating with it. I want to thank you so much for being here with us on our show today and for all of the wisdom that you've imparted. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Melissa. Thanks for having me on. And I want to thank all of you for being here today with us as well. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with those you think might benefit from it. Don't forget to follow me on social media. And if you'd like to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. If you want to see the video of this interview that I did with Karen Can, you can go subscribe to my Patreon page and I upload my videos that I do with my guests and you will see it there. As always, I hope you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. I'm sending you guys so much love and light and I will talk to you soon. Bye guys.